welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast for the week of April 16, 2012. This is episode 146. I am Chris Bevelo, president of Interval. We're the healthcare marketing firm that puts on the podcast. Joining me today in studio are Jackie Ritako, account coordinator with Interval, and Adam Meyer, creative director at Interval. Should I read the show description, which we do every once in a while? Show description for the a show. forum for riffing and ranting on hot or important healthcare <laughs> marketing topics, trends, and ideas with a whole lot of other noise thrown in. I always have to read it that way, too. There's a ton of other noise thrown in. There's a lot of noise thrown in. <laughs> we should say a whole lot of noise with a little bit of. Yeah, we should. We should flip it around with a little bit of healthcare marketing <laughs> thrown in. All right, we gotta, we're going to have to get two stuff right away. No time for idle chit-chat because we we're on our agenda today. <laughs> Healthcare marketing is a lot of noise, though. so it's a... There's a lot of noise. Didn't you hear him? No time for chit-chat. Yeah, no time Sorry. for chit-chat. <laughs> I was getting right into the relevant <laughs> you were. content there. <laughs> uh, one announcement. Uh, a week from now, I start my tour of America. I feel like a candidate. We, we should create have like a logo and a t-shirt for you we like, should. and a website. Have that Neil Diamond song playing in the background. We're coming to America. I guess you're already here. <laughs> Four stops in one week. So where am I going? Um, Tuesday, so I leave Monday. Tuesday, I'm in D.C. Speak at the MedSeq conference. And Wednesday, I go to Cedar Rapids. So Thursday, I can speak at the Geonetric conference. That reminds me of that movie. And Cedar then Rapids. Fr- what movie? Cedar Rapids. You're going to be like that guy at that conference. The oh, movie, Cedar Rapids. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And then... Friday, I go to Atlanta so I can speak, uh, Atlanta area, so I can speak at a leadership conference for Baptist Health System out of Alabama. Atlanta. And then it's off to Orlando, where I'm there till Tuesday. Beautiful Orlando. Beautiful, sunny Orlando. Imagine being magically whisked away to Delaware. I, I'm in Delaware. What's that from? I have no idea. It's world. <laughs> That's really? Wayne's World? Yeah. Might be Wayne's World 2. Oh, well, then I totally missed that one. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember Wayne's World 2 a long time ago. Anyway, so hopefully I'll see you somewhere when I'm out on the road. I should have... What, what could be the signal? If you're in the audience, you got to give, give me the what? The Vulcan... The middle finger. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> What's the what, what's the sign that people can give me to show that they're Peace a sign? podcast listener? The Rock, how about the Rock? The salute. Rock, the Rock, the Devil Horn, the rock Devil salute. Horn Rock. Do that. Nice. I'll try to do it at each conference and go like this and see if anybody responds. You'll get a lot of ladies. <laughs> out people there are doing doing that. like crickets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <clears throat> and don't forget to check out our new uh, video workshop online: Digital Dogma: Six Drivers of Successful. Digital I want you marketing. to get up there and be like, "Where are my bastards at?" <laughs> With both yours, both rocks. Should I? Where all my arrogant bastards at? All my arrogant bastards at? Let me see all the bastards in the audience. (laughs) All right. So, uh, first story, diving right in. New dads are big time social media users. Jackie, tell us about it. Social media. Yes. So it turns out this is an article from the e marketer, which I guess I'm not super familiar with, but maybe some people are. But this article, as Chris said, basically says that new dads are big-time social media users. So it starts out, while moms used to be the social network standard bearer of the family, fathers, particularly first-time fathers, are engaging in the same types of social media activities that new moms enjoy, according to a February 2012 survey 
by Edelman and the Parenting Group. The study showed that 42% of new U.S. dads who use social networks write family-related status updates on a daily basis. It further found that 56% of new dads post family photos at least a few times a week, while 21% post family-related videos. New dads are those whose oldest child was age two or younger. So there. Oh, no. Ladies aren't the only ones. Well, I guess that's me. Yeah, you're, a, you're a, a social media a, user. Yeah, I would be. I probably I would be anyway. But I, I will. I certainly will say that um, parenting type things, whether it's photos or sharing, who knows, just updates about your kids, are that's kind of the seventy five percent of what I probably engage yeah. in. Yeah, on there. I mean, it's a, it's just a, it's an extraordinarily convenient resource for keeping your entire family abreast of what's going on with your little one mm-hmm. and, and your friends included. I mean, it's, it saves you so much time from having to, from having to call your loved ones. <laughs> specifically, <laughs> Just spew photos individually. over social media and then. Uh, well, that, and it's kind of like more and more, if you're not there, you're kind of out of the loop. I mean, that's where these, that's where when it comes to this, this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. parenting, Stuff, sharing photos, sharing videos, talking. If you're not there doing it, losers. That's where it's happening. You kind of don't have a choice. Even if you hate Facebook, it's you're. If you're not there, you're missing out on it. You know, for better or for worse. I'm not saying that's right, right or wrong, but. Um, I groaned when you were done, just because the first thing I thought of was now we're going to see an onslaught of daddy bloggers. Ooh, and I'm going to have to deal with mommy blogger, daddy blogger. I don't think daddies are going to go that far. There already are. There's a guy on the Star Tribune who writes, it's not a blog, but it might as well be. It's a column. And it's basically like a daddy blogger. It's a dad writing about parenthood. I I don't say that to be like sexist. I should clarify. It's just, I feel like dudes are less likely to write several paragraphs about their feelings on something. Do you agree with that? Not really. I don't either. (laughs) I mean, I just think like, I'm talking from my experience. I I know, I know. And that's legitimate. I just think, you know, guys spend so much time writing about sports and they're not athletes. They spend so much time writing about cars and they're not race yeah, but car who, drivers. Who, though? Guys. Who, where? What guys? What guys? Why are I, they? I don't know which guys. You have friends who just have internet. blogs where they go and write about sports? Is that what you're telling me? I don't have friends that do that, but there are certainly blogs dedicated to all of those things. So if this is an interest for men, I, I don't know why somebody wouldn't do that. I mean, it's not going to be maybe as ubiquitous but i certainly would guess that there are already daddy blogs and there will be more coming well i mean it says in this article that and i guess this is a little higher than i would have even thought one out of six fathers are stay-at-home dads one out of six i think was it six or seven one out of six fathers are stay-at-home dads. where does it say that it's uh, that's really high no yeah that's that was in there yeah I thought it was surprising as well. well. Not necessarily. It didn't. It didn't shock me. I was like, "Oh, really? It's that high?" Mm-hmm. But I wasn't. I wasn't shocked. That shocks me. I mean, I know that's a growing trend, but that seems really high. I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess I'm not that surprised by it. Maybe because I know a few instances where that's the case. So it's. I know a few too. I don't know if it's one out of seven though. It'd be one out of fourteen or one out of twenty-one in my world. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that does seem like it's higher I'm than older, I would have expected. Though. So my peer set, that wasn't the 
I mean, get a little older than me, and that was a there's still a stigma. Mm-hmm. We don't need to get all that. <laughs> the stigmata. <laughs> <laughs> that that movie. All right, that's a weird movie. Did you see seen that movie? Yeah, I think so. I don't remember it quite well. It's like some woman, it was this girl who has a young woman who starts experiencing the what Christ went through, basically. Like so, it's like all of a sudden she's got holes in her hands and it's like, she's getting tortured by it. It's a pretty freaky movie, but yeah, sounds romantic. stigmata is the name of it. Well, here's what I want to leave this story with. We, we can't get into this now because it would be a much bigger deal and we're not prepared, but <laughs> does, is this one of those chinks in the armor that starts all of us questioning that common accepted wisdom that women are the dominant healthcare decision makers? Um, Research supports that, but I think it's often trotted out and just accepted as gospel. Gospel, right. And like anything else in life, it's not that black and white. And depending on what you're talking about and who you're talking to, mm-hmm. um, I think you got to think beyond that stereotype. And this is an example of another reason yeah. why. But um, let's not get into defending or... Well, that's too bad that we need to save that for another podcast. Yeah, because it would be good. I just feel I like think it we would be need really more. Good. Yeah. We, we need, need more, more time. <laughs> we need more time. <laughs> we got to have more time, Spock. That sounds very Christopher Walken of you. No, it was supposed to be William Shatner. <laughs> that sounded like Christopher, Christopher Walken that. to me. Spock, we need more time. <laughs> All right. All right, moving on to something that's not quite as interesting as New Dads, but I think could be interesting. Um, so I heard a television spot last week uh, that we will post on our uh, show notes. And it's for a new product in the Twin Cities market called Harmony. Uh, and what's interesting about it to me is that it's from, uh, it's a co-branded marketing effort for individual insurance plans from Fairview Health System, which I believe is the second largest health system in Minnesota, and Medica, which is the second largest insurer in Minnesota. Uh, what makes this unique is not just that they've come together to create this product, but uh, they have actually been collaborating for three years now uh, in a very innovative, uh, almost, it's basically an ACO. That's how I think about it mm-hmm. before ACOs came out. So, uh, when you dig into this, you learn that it started in July of 2009, which, uh, I don't remember when health reform came through, but it sure as heck wasn't July, 2009. We might've been beginning to talk about it, but Obama wasn't inaugurated till January of 2009. So, um, Basically, just in a nutshell, what these what the provider and the insurer did was come together and tear up the normal contracts that they typically have between insurers and large systems and tried to come up with something where Fairview, the provider, had incentive to improve quality and drive down costs and then would share in the financial gain mm-hmm. from that with the insurer. So if Fairview did a great job. It wouldn't just be the insurer that said, wow, you know, claims are down. We just made out like bandits. They would share that savings back with Fairview, which gives Fairview more incentive to continue down that path. Mm -hmm. Uh, And as far as I know, that's a pretty darn unique setup. There may be other ones like it in the, um, in the, in the country, but I know that when this came out, it was seen as fairly innovative. Uh, And so what we're seeing now is an extension of that with this new insurance, individual insurance product that's on the market. Mm-hmm. So there's that level of it. There's kind of the healthcare business 
level of it, but also the marketing side of it. It's it's pretty unique uh, that you would see a, a provider and insurer going out there in the market together. Yeah. Uh, so that's unique. We could talk about that, and then just talk about the the marketing, which I think we've got some some good things to say about it, mm-hmm. but then some other things that left us a little short. So uh, I don't know where we want to dive in, but I will start with the TV spot, which I thought was strong. Yeah, and you guys have both really seen good. it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I mean, it doesn't tell you much about what they do until the end. There's a little bit, but it's more, it's right. like, it's a feel good ad. It's, it's a brand totally, ad. It's totally about it's feeling good. a lot of good. harmony. And it's really a brand ad. And right. tying that sense of feeling good to their brand. Right. And, and we talk a lot about branding and how we think it can be a waste of time and money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are circumstances where you need to get a brand message out. And one of them is when you're launching something new and nobody knows it exists. Right. You've got to get people to know that you're around. Um, and so what I like about this is it's not, you know, coming soon, a new product from Medica and Fairview that offers individuals a great insurance, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's a catchy, creative ad that grabs your attention and you stay with it because of that. And you're more likely to hear the message at the end, which is coming now harmony from Fairview and Medica. Right. And it uses that like fifties song or 1960s song. That's, that goes like. Yeah, and everyone's dancing. The song is Little Bitty Pretty One. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Or Itty Bitty Pretty One. Originally recorded by Bobby Day, the Medica Spot uses a cover by Frankie... Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers? It just says Frankie Lyman. Boom! Featured featured in the film. Featured in the film... Frankie and the Teenagers? Frankie, what is it? American Graffiti. Oh, that oh. wasn't an American Graffiti. That's what it says. This is no the way. official response from... There, was, there are two comments on the video on YouTube. The I first, know I saw those. <laughs> does anyone know who sings the original song, the second, from Medica for Me? And I just read the. I don't verbatim. believe that was in American Graffiti, which I grew up on and seen multiple times, but I could be wrong, certainly. It might have been in the background somewhere. But it's been... You know where I think of it from? Christine. The Stephen King movie about the devil car. Because that song plays <laughs> when the car is hunting down somebody and about to kill them. Yeah, it does. Pretty sure. That's creepy. Yeah. Anyway, they probably didn't. They probably knew that, but aren't. Right. I'm, I'm not sure if there's anything about music on IMDb. I don't see it. What did you guys think of the spot? Well, I actually heard the radio ad before I, we even kind of brought this up amongst us. Um, and maybe it's because I'm in healthcare marketing, but I was instantly intrigued by you know, what they were saying. And a lot of what the plan offers is very cool and different. I mean, you have the ability, I think, to, you know, speak with your provider from your couch, you know, on your computer. And I mean, maybe that's, maybe you can do that with a lot of other plans, but it was just something. eating a bowl of Cheetos. Well, yeah. If you wanted to. Or pizza or (laughs) something else that's really unhealthy, drinking a beer, (laughs) talking to your provider. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, just the radio ad was, and I just feel like I, Same I'm thing, constantly. I Same song? I feel like that song was in there, but okay. I, I feel like it must be. But So um, part, of, part of what you're talking about, it says they have web-based video virtual appointments that are right. covered. And it also says that the, that the cost, you save 10% on premiums for the same product currently offered by Medica. Mm-hmm. So obviously you're locked into the Fairview system. Uh, so in some ways it's an HMO, but the Fairview system is pretty big. 
So right. you would have every need that you wanted. And if you were already in the Fairview system, it might make sense. But uh, so from a reform standpoint, it's a great, hopefully they show that it works and it mm-hmm. benefits everybody. Now, they also had a website that is basically a microsite. And, and that's a great way to describe it because basic is the key word, right? I mean, Adam, you went there and as soon as you click through to certain things. Yeah, it takes you straight over to Medica. Yeah. Right, so it, in that that sense, it it feels my my first reaction when I started clicking in and and trying to get information and being diverted directly to one of those sites was that this is just a bunch of BS. It's a, it's just some skin to drive you through to the same old crap because that's what I'm seeing at this point. Um, but I am excited to see. I'm excited to be proven wrong. Hopefully, it's not. Hopefully, once this is really. And takes off and people start talking about it and hopefully it's good. Hopefully it's great. Hopefully it's, it's revolutionary and actually starts to make change or affect change. Well, and we've done campaign websites where there's content and then it drives you back to the organization's website. Yeah, but that's but different. The, that's more about a campaign. This is supposed to be something new and different. So to have that just take you right back to the same old, it's kind of like, God, it's not... This isn't new and different. This is the same old crap. Well, yeah. I mean, it's okay to have a campaign microsite that eventually takes you back somewhere. Mm-hmm. But to your point, you're, you are brought right back to the Medica products page. Um, when I went through it, I didn't see Harmony as the default or even a... To me, it felt like I'm just at the products page. Now, right. that could be wrong, so don't quote us on that because maybe I didn't look hard enough. Um, and then the other part of it was there's not a lot of content on the site itself. And, and so for example, if you want to like the FAQ is a PDF, what is harmony? And I'm like, why wouldn't you just take that and create a page content from <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. So my guess is they probably felt some kind of urgency to get this out and didn't have time to flush it out. Maybe there'll be a flushed out version coming. Um, hopefully it won't divert people from trying the product. That would be a shame. Yeah. Right. Um, if it's a good product, we don't, you know, we're not getting, paid by Medicare Fairview to tout their stuff, but we're big fans of innovation. And so love to see anything that helping healthcare become a better system overall and love the idea of innovation coming out of our market, which it does quite frequently. Uh, So want to applaud that and hopefully encourage their success. Okay. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) One more. Okay. All right then. Okay, terrific. Let me tell you something. <laughs> so, the, so this is a story. The last one is more social media. If I keep coming back to social media, I fight that like the plague, but it's hard not to. Pinterest we can talk about Facebook and BFH Twitter designations and, again. What's that? We can talk about BFH designations again. What was that? Best friend? BFH? What did we come up with? Baby friendly. Oh, oh baby yeah, friendly. Yeah. That was it. That baby had nothing to do with social media. So, Adam, you found this post on Read Right Web that is a, and I'll let you kind of dig into it a little bit, but it's a study that was done uh, on the new timeline design that brand pages um, on Facebook have to use. Uh, and it was a study done by Simple Usability. What's, what's great about it is, you know, we've said a thousand and one times that asking people what they think of things is just really going to lead you down the wrong path. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is based on eye movement. Right. So what they're doing is they're tracking where people are looking. Uh, and from that, can you discern where do, they, you know, where do they keep coming back to? Are they confused? Are they jumping around? That kind of thing. 
it's still not as good as a usability where you actually get them, to, you get, you study how people are actually interacting with it, but it's about as close to it as you're going to get without that. Uh, and, and there's some really interesting results mm-hmm. that came out of it. So do you want to share some of these? So for example, before we get into that, they looked at American Express, Pizza Hut, Coke, Gap, Coldplay, and Manchester United, which is an English soccer team. Cold. So they look at some big brand pages. Right. So what are the, some of the takeaways they have from this? <clears throat> sure. Well, they, they basically stru- structured it as their six must-know things about Facebook brand pages based on, as Chris mentioned, eye movement study. <clears throat> um, so there's, it's basically segmented into these six bullet points. Before that, one quick uh, little call-out quote from the article. Somebody specifically quoted. Um, let's see who said it. Maybe it'll say in the paragraph here. The average user doesn't fully understand the new layout or interact with it in the way intended, said Guy Redwood, manager what? of director of simple usability. This will likely change over time, but as the mechanics of obtaining likes has become more difficult for brands, they now need to drive engagement more than ever. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. What is the way it was intended to be used? That's, that's a good question. That's just how we start. How we <laughs> I starts. don't quite understand what, what are you supposed to do with it. Uh, well, the, the paragraph before that, the Facebook timeline brand pages were forced to switch over uh, last week. Or what is it? The Facebook timeline that brand pages were forced to switch over to last week is quote-unquote flawed, according to an eye movement study of six brand pages by simple usability, with many of the new features going unnoticed or being misunderstood. So I'm guessing what he means by that is that there are several things given, or a few things given prominence at the top of the page now. You've got that big banner image. Yep. Below that, you've got these icons that are for um, apps and for other things, like photos. Abouts in there, too, That kind of it? thing, yeah. It, yeah, there's a little chunk of about information over to the left of those icons or those buttons. Um, if you click on any of the links in that article, if you've got it up, it'll take you, it'll launch there, those pages. <clears throat> uh, anyway, but if the, if the intent of Facebook, if their intention was that those things are front and center and going to be likely to be clicked on, um, they're finding that that's simply not the case. And I can just... I guess I can back it up with my own behavior. I guess yes. I, I, I do what they say people do is that's to start to sc- immediately scroll down yeah. into the content and start oh, looking totally. at what's, what's new. So, yeah. so the intent, what, what, what he's saying is the intent was that people would interact with that second tier right. about photos um, and the apps. And I have to agree because there's been a couple times where I'm like, where the hell is photos? Where do I even go? Yep. The problem to me is those links that say about photos are so small and hidden, they're almost invisible. So you, so you do, you see those, you see the images, but you don't, I don't register as those, hey, stop, these, check this out. Right. I go right down into the, the heart of it. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah. And, and the, I mean, even, even the, the icons above them, the little thumbnail images, don't do much to pull you into the Are you supposed to be able to, to click on those? Yeah, they'll oh, you click wow. on those, it'll take you to the same thing the little text link below does. Uh, about the only one that maybe kind of jumps out is the one that shows how many people liked it. So in the case of Coldplay, which is the one that I have up now, that yeah, was 19.6 million likes. Wow, that's amazing. More it's people like, like Coldplay page. than Xbox because that's where I'm at. 16 million for them. Of course, ours is what? They rival 12 interval. or 13 million? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I guess that's probably understandable. I think you've got, I think a lot of the people who are in the Xbox crowd are probably also kind of in the Facebook hater crowd, from my experience anyway. Whereas Coldplay is like 
Bam. Anybody who's on Facebook probably loves Coldplay. (laughs) No, wait. (laughs) That's a stretch. Anybody who loves Coldplay is probably on Facebook. That's probably, yeah, that's probably a better way to look at it. Um, So anyway, back to the article, the points that they called out. The first point, cover photos are not as important as you think. Um, Users in the study either ignored the cover images entirely or disregarded them as advertising space. Uh, a great example of that is Target. I mean, go to Target's page or even the Coldplay page. I mean, it really is just. It's not advertising. It's, no, it's visual. It's, it adds visual interest to the page. You're not supposed to. Facebook's terms or their guidelines, I should say, probably are that you're not supposed to right. use that space for advertising. It's just supposed to be interest, visual interest on the page, something that's related to who you are, what you're about, your brand. Um, but isn't necessarily supposed to be like a big screaming banner ad. Uh, for you know, ten percent off whatever. Mm-hmm. Can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. We should probably have dug in once again, slap our wrists. Um, eye movement study. How do you tell from an eye movement that people aren't looking at because they consider it an advertising? You'd have to ask people that. You're not going to be able to know from their eye movements um, why. You I, just I guess see what, in, unless if I'm, a, I'm guessing that these guys have done a lot of usability studies on. Um, Typical websites mm-hmm. where the top is typically any commercial websites typically got banner advertising at the top. Um, and if the eyes are skipping over it, they're probably making a correlation there that you know, our eyes have been trained to skip over large visuals at the top because it's traditionally advertising space. That's probably a logical conclusion, maybe flawed in that you should there should be a little more you know, a little more to back that up. And they probably have more to back that up. Well if they know. if they say if if they would say, you know, our our analysis or our opinion is this is why the way it's written is what's confusing well they might the 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 group in the study probably has more this is just a synopsis of their study from read write web um so yeah they also didn't pay much attention to the profile picture or apps directly beneath the cover page in most cases a user's first action when landing on the page was to scroll down and get themselves started with what they were with what they're viewing so get right into that timeline that makes sense to see what's what's been going on lately Mm mm-hmm uh, the next bullet point was time. The timeline is actually a valuable feature. Um, I think, I mean, we, we jumped on the timeline right, right away when it was announced, got something a visual up there and started putting some stuff up in a timeline format. So we, had, I mean, right away we were like, we as a company have kind of always struggled to identify exactly what it is we wanted to do with Facebook. We've played around with a few things. Cause we're business um, to business. That's right, the challenge. Right. We played around with a few things, but when the timeline came out, it was like, wow, now this is actually something that gives some structure to what this is that allows us to use it in kind of a logical and intuitive way to talk about our history as well as to talk about, you know, what we're doing now. Yeah. So yeah, it it is valuable. It is a valuable feature. Um, Most users in the study did not look beyond one month in the timeline, reverse chronological hierarchy. I guess that's important to make note there as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But they, they, they don't say, they do say there is still value in, building it out you know, further for people right. who are interested in that. The next point, users notice when their friends like or interact with a brand. The best way to get, your, get a user to interact with your brand is to get the user's friends to interact with your brand. Users are more likely to interact with a friend's comment about a brand that they consider timely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. So again, that gets to the whole point of leveraging your followers to... Uh, you know, dig your hooks into their network a little bit if you can with your messaging. And to use their sponsored stories advertising. Yeah, because, another way to... Because you see that on the right quite a bit. And 
like right now I'm looking at my Facebook page and it's all just ads, mm-hmm. which I'll tend to ignore. But there are times where I see a friend who says, you know, Joe Blow likes this. And that I actually do a double take. <clears throat> I may not click on it, yeah. but if it's a friend that I like, like if it's a friend I play video games with and they've liked a video game, mm-hmm. I'll probably check that out because I trust their, in that area, I trust their yeah. input or value their input. Totally. I'm just looking at the ads that are on my right now, and they are targeted quite well. I mean, I normally skip over them, but now that I'm specifically looking at them, they they nailed me <laughs> pretty pretty well. All right, the yeah, next totally. Point. Holy cow! Yeah, I know. That's pretty amazing. That is pretty amazing. Start a wine business. Have you been researching? <laughs> You're probably talking Boom. about wine posting. That's, what's that? Posting pictures of. I have a dream of starting a. A um, vineyard, a wine, not a business, but a wine blog for the rubes out there like me who like <laughs> wine, but don't know crap. You're going to be the next Gary Vaynerchuk. Right. That's right. <laughs> uh, the next bullet point, more data needed to measure the effectiveness of pinned posts, which is uh, the ability to p- pin something, sticky it. In other words, keep it at the top so it doesn't fall down your timeline. When right. you do that, does it clear that that's what's going on? That's like, the thing. People don't. I don't think anybody's familiar enough with it to know that that's what's. Happening. But that's okay. I, I I think it's better that they don't know. Yeah. I think it would seem more like advertising if they saw something like labeled as right. top post or right. something. Well, it gets a little bookmark tab that pops over the top of it, but it's pretty. Not, it's not. It's not very. It's not obtrusive or invasive. I mean, it's right. It stays out of the way. Most people probably wouldn't even know that that's why why mm-hmm. it's there. Um, and the last one, users rarely, if ever, interact with apps. So they yeah, say that could that change too. over time. I mean, I can back that up with my own behavior. Yeah, me too. I never yeah, use. Same here. Never use. I mean, I've played with Facebook apps in the past. Never done anything with a branded app that I'm aware of. Why do you think that is? I mean, I have my own thoughts why I don't do it. <sighs> I Facebook is already noisy enough the way it is for me. There's so much crap going on. And I mean, I'm, I'm a huge user of like apps on my, on my phone, on my iPad, um, lots of software on my computers, but within this environment, I mean, I just don't, I view it as a place for a certain type of social interaction or a certain type of, I've got a very, a view of Facebook of what it is and it isn't like an operating system for me where I'm going to go yeah. and install apps from these places to, to interact with. And I'm going to guess that at the heart of it, that's really why other people, it's like, that's not why they're there. I, um, I'm afraid of what it will do. That too. That I'm too, afraid totally. of what, what information it's, is going to give and who it's yep. going to give it to. How exactly they're, they're going to post on I your don't... wall on your behalf. That's, that's the bigger fear. The fear that whatever I'm doing is going to show up mm-hmm. right. in my wall or something, and I can't, and I don't know how to stop that. Because when I see that from other people, it annoys me. Right. You know, going back right. to the Mafia Wars and all that BS, Farmville, right. where I just, anybody who did that, I would turn them off, yep. off, 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 off. Not just the games, but you. So I'm afraid that's going to happen. Like, Chris has just started a wine business or whatever the <laughs> Chris hell. Chris is playing Hello Kitty. <laughs> or now when you see, like, what people have been reading from Yahoo News, yeah. which pops up a lot. And I think that a lot of those people don't even realize no that they agreed to have to let Yahoo yeah, see, do that. Yeah, that freaks me out. Because I'll see, like, my male friends who read, like, these articles about Snooki? the Kardashians in their swimsuits <laughs> yeah. or something. And it's like, I'm yeah. going to guess they didn't know that everybody on Facebook was going right. to learn that they just read that article. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I totally agree with that. And in fact, I had my RDO. When I used RDO, R-D-I-O.com, it's kind of like Spotify, if you've ever used Spotify. It's for listening to music online. Um, I temp- briefly had that linked to my Facebook account, thinking, oh, that could be kind of interesting to, you know, people could see what I'm listening to. And if I have friends who are listening to that, you know, we could talk about what they're listening to. Um, but right away, and I, I think I, maybe I've said this before on the show, I had like this compilation of 80s covers 80s metal band oh, covers yeah, yeah. going and the cover of that album happened to be this a woman in a very skimpy bikini Woo! yeah I mean, it was inappropriate cover clearly and and <laughs> on audio or on facebook audio had posted that cover nice with perfect. the stuff that i was listening to the stuff i was listening to is fine but having that the image cover. up on my wall without me even knowing it or on my timeline i was like that's come on now that's use a little discretion right so I immediately unlinked and it, and use. I've really not linked much up <laughs> since then. Unless I had to, like Pinterest. You didn't have a choice. Pinterest. All right, we have to end the show now. <laughs> Truth be told, some of us have to go and to a Twins done. game. <laughs> so, <laughs> cut her short. <laughs> Thanks for joining us <laughs> at Healthcare, Healthcare Arrogant Bastards Marketing Podcast. <laughs> Switch it around. Switch her up. All right, we'll be with you next week. This is Chris Bevelo. Jackie Retackle. Adam Meyer. Talk to you later. Check you later. <laughs>